Welcome to the You and Me Show, Our Life's Journey. I am one of your hosts, Bishop, with the lovely. Eerie. Back at it again. Uh, happy fall. Oh, yes. Oh, my God. We this were last is year. the was, first was week fall? of October. Yes. And you forgot your cue. Oh, my goodness. Hi, guys. Welcome back to my YouTube channel or my. our YouTube channel. I'm sorry. I'm, yes. I'm a little self-centered about these days, maybe. Self-centered. Maybe I am. Oh, self-centered in the sense of you're only thinking about yourself or Maybe. you're directing all of your actions yourself. I'm not sure. I, I think I'm just wor worried about myself trying to keep myself, not self-absorbed, just trying to, okay. I, I think about myself a good majority of the time. Instead of I mean, you should well, <laughs> take care of yourself. Well, yeah, but that's what I'm saying. Taking so, my time to do that. Yeah. I'm always thinking about other people. Have to think of yourself first. Of course, yes. If you don't take care of yourself, you can't take care of anybody else. Pretty much, I guess you yeah, say that. So that is a must. Uh, but we don't want you to be self-centered in the sense that you're a narcissist. No, never that. <laughs> yeah. Don't activate so. my god complex like that. Your god complex. Yeah. Unquote. Or as they say, self-centered, preoccupied with oneself and one's affairs. Is that what you just read the definition? Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. Well, but aren't we all? I mean, humans are. Mm -hmm. That's just a trait. Yeah. Survival and of oneself is always. I mean, that's our little lizard okay. brain. That's just how. That's just how it works. We're wired that way. Yeah, but they, I guess they break down it more when they said you're concerned solely. Or chiefly with one's own interests, welfare, etc., engrossed in self, selfish, egotistical, yes. independent. I don't think that goes with that, but okay. No. Self-sufficient. Those are good those are, traits. Those are good traits. Maybe you just have a different connotation. Uh -huh. I mean, if you looked up that word, okay. that's just a negative, positive connotation. Yeah, but we want you to be self-sufficient and independent. Um, but I'd say thinking so. about one's health, considering everything that's going on, yes, um, with COVID and it's oh, yes, COVID influenza season oh, coexisting good. with one another. One of my relatives got COVID recently, Ooh. actually, oh, no, when did that happen? Uh, like a few weeks ago. No. Yeah, he's not doing too well at the moment. What? I didn't know that. Yeah. Nobody told me that. My grandmother's oh. brother. Your grandmother's brother. brother. Yes, it's not doing. Okay. You, you, you're you're a little bit lost. Aren't yeah, you? I thought you were talking about Ronald. Oh, no, 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 no. That's what he's I was doing, like. First of all, great. that's not your uncle. But no, 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 okay. no. He's doing great. Oh, shout out to you guys, though. Your grandmother's brother, Ron. I don't know him. Yeah, I don't think he. He's not. He's not like. I mean, I don't think you would know him, but nah, he does nah. a lot of things for us. Uh, I may have seen him. I just don't remember who yeah. he is, but okay. Oh, wow. Okay. That's interesting. First uh, close hit or like relatively close hit. Yeah, yeah. Because nobody in my family has gotten anything. No. Like, you know, we're lucky enough to not have she any said luckily. Luckily. I was trying to say luckily we're, we haven't had any. We're blessed. Yes. And I can't favored. even talk, y'all. 
blessed and highly favored. We haven't been touched by the COVID nineteen, yes. and we've had the privilege to be clean and yes. you know take all the precautions as needed. That's interesting, but no, I didn't know that. Well, yeah. you know, we send our prayers out to them. Um, is he home? Is he in the hospital? Is he's in uh, the hospital at the moment? Okay. Yeah. Oh, know that one. Learn something new every, every day. day. Um, information is power. Okay. Well, we'll keep it moving. Um, considering the news, I got the um link from your mother about the protests here in the Carolinas. Oh? As it related to the video of the black man dying in uh, police custody. Yes. What happens to be, you know, close to the family as well. Yes. Also, didn't ever think that I would ever have anything like that happen on my behalf, I mean, yes. how do you see this? I don't want to say. I guess I'm, I'm asking since I'm I'm assuming you've seen the video yes. and abreast of what happened because, of course, this happened on your birthday. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Um, how do you see this? What do you mean? How do I from see this? A third party, you've seen the video. Yes. You see the narrative behind yes. it. How do you see it? I mean, well, number one, I wasn't ready for it at all. Okay. And what I was I mean, what I was getting at was it was a very surreal, if that makes any sense. Mm. Because I was thinking, you know, you see so many things uh, on the news or you see so many things in the media and you know, like with everything going on, you you know, videos pop up really like what is it called? Like I'm just saying really like uh-huh. things me, trigger warnings, things that will trigger a lot of things. Okay. Um, and you know, I can sit through those and, yeah, feel angry or, you know, some type of way. But, like, to see it firsthand from someone who is, I mean, like, not even, like, I wasn't close to them. But I'm just saying, with my own bloodline, Okay, that's when you realize, okay, it's real. Like, I don't want to say that it wasn't real When you before. say what's real, what are you referencing? When I say, like, um, I'm just saying, like, you know, you hear about people dying in, like, within the hands of the police or, like, you know. Or in police custody, or just anything that has to do with like Black Americans and the police and conflict. Okay. Like you hear, you know, something that I feel like I would be normal. It would be normalized by now if I hear about it, mm. and that you know we're working towards something. But see, it firsthand was not what I was prepared for. Okay. So you're, I'm just trying to dissect what you're saying. And your position yes. with seeing this is he died in police custody and it's their fault. I mean, not necessarily like all their fault because obviously we have to think about what took place, but also the fact that he didn't get medical help and they didn't call for it and they just let it happen. Yes. He didn't, get, he didn't get medical help. Yes, and that they, I'm just saying, like, they let it happen was, like, oh, okay, I wasn't. Okay. I mean, I, you hear about it all the time, but you never think it's going to happen on your end. Oh, connected to you. Yes. Directly. Um, you, you've heard about people dying in police custody. Yeah. 
or uh, you know the police not getting medical attention to someone who, who like, acts needs, for it. yes mm. uh, i didn't hear that part whether he asked for yeah i don't know if any he asked kind of for medical it attention or, or anything i'm just saying that it wasn't given <laughs> uh in the in the situation it wasn't given because they didn't know i see wasn't given that okay hey he needs medical attention it wasn't given because they didn't know he needed medical attention. How did they not know? Why would you automatically assume that a person needs medical attention when I'm doing a routine stop and he had he's swallowing drugs? I see. And from what I'm, I'm not on one side or another. I'm just looking at it from what I seen and what I heard. The officer said that when he got there he stopped him from putting some of the crack in his mouth yeah so from my understanding is i stopped you from swallowing the drugs yes but what we have later found out was he had already swallowed yeah he had drugs already, yeah, prior yeah, to yeah. that yeah so he was trying to ingest the rest of it yeah so they caught him from that thus i'm thinking okay you didn't swallow the drugs but you're probably still high. Yeah, but I'm just saying that. Well, I guess. But that's how they like handled the situation is how they would normally handle it with a person who's high. We're not going to put you in the tank. We're going to put you somewhere, and he's still being monitored. Um, I would only say that the person who's watching the monitor should have enacted a little faster. I'm sure, yeah. But undoubtedly, no one was watching the monitor because yeah, you didn't know until you opened the door. door. Yeah. So that piece was like, okay, there was things that y'all could have done. There was definitely a disconnect <laughs> from the the monitoring of a person who's um, obviously um, high. Um, but even when a person they arrest someone or they stop someone and they're high, yes, they don't take them to the hospital. They don't get medical attention. They just, okay, you're high. We're going to make sure you're not endangering yourself if you're acting like you're going to hurt yourself or hurt anyone else. That's how they monitor that. Right. It's not, okay, let me take you to the hospital, pump your stomach. No, not unless there's an OD situation. Oh, I see. Uh, well. <laughs> but you didn't know. Yeah, you didn't know. You just assume he's assume. high because if he's an OD situation, you're going to be passed out type of thing. There are certain cues that you look at. Um. So there's definitely some neglect in what took place. My whole issue, because I'm taking sides, my whole issue with this is the narrative. He died in police custody. Yeah. Making it sound like the police literally abused him oh, and no, killed they him. Didn't that's the narrative. They didn't, they, well, yeah. But, but I'm saying that's the narrative. Then, then you're going to take this same situation and plug it in to what uh, police putting his his knee on his neck, uh, police um, beating up on somebody. Right. But this isn't one of those situations. This does not fit with that police brutality. Not necessarily. What do you mean not necessarily? Period. It doesn't. This is truly a situation where you didn't properly supervise this person. Now, had they came in, he on the floor. There's a video. Yeah. He's on the floor. Hey, man, this dude on the floor. 
you see the neglect from them. Yeah. Like, whatever. They literally tried to save him. They went straight into, you know, let's do what we got to do to save this person. Yeah. Because he didn't know this was going to happen. Yeah. He had a seizure, yada, yada, and we go from there. So, I, I, of course, just think that the precautions should have been taken. But, like, at the same time, like you say, you, you know, you don't know. Because um, it's routine. It happens all the time. So it's not like this is the first person you don't pulled over, well, yeah. tried to swallow drugs, you stopped them, and they're high. Yeah. So they're doing what they normally do. Yeah. Well, at least now we have a learning experience. Yeah. I mean, sure. You have a <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Yeah. You have a learning experience. Okay. We had to put some more policies in place to make sure y'all supervise. You check on them every yeah. 15 minutes if they're high and they're being supervised. Yes. That's a learning period. Yeah. That does not fit. But that doesn't make it. I'm just saying. Yeah. I'm misconduct just saying, just and saying, police brutality. I'm saying that it doesn't make it right. What do you mean? I'm saying it doesn't make no, it no, right. No, no, I'm, no. Not you. I'm just saying. I, I'm saying that's what I'm saying. It doesn't make the situation okay. No, no. It doesn't or, make the situation. I don't think. It, it, I don't think it justifies it either. No, no, no. It doesn't justify it. There, there are mistakes. Yes. That were made. But these mistakes doesn't add up to bad police police that brutalize people well yeah but they are lumping it with that because now you're protesting well, that's what's going on you're protesting oops the video no, comes that. out not oops but like now you're protesting for a black man who dies in police custody but he didn't die at the hands of police I don't want to say like that's really bad. Compared to well, no, it's not that's the not people it. who are or have been killed by police. Well, yes, Brianna Taylor, uh, George Floyd. That is the narrative you need to stick to, because when you don't, and it all comes out, and they start picking picking it apart, they're gonna pick apart. The example that I pulled out. Our police are good. Look at what they did. They tried to resuscitate this guy. They tried to do this. Sure, we made a mistake because we didn't monitor him. But you can see that we are good police. But we're going to acknowledge the mistakes. Exactly. We're going to acknowledge we made a mistake. No, I said but we're going to acknowledge no, no. the mistakes. This is what they're going to do. They're going to acknowledge their mistakes. And we're going to make some corrections, put some policies in place. This is our answer to police brutality. Because this is the example you just lumped in with that one. We're going to disregard the whole Breonna Taylor, the whole George no. Floyd, because you lumped them together. Once you lump them together... That doesn't make it less significant no, than the other events. But how do I answer you? How do I solve this problem? problem was we need more policies. You don't need to defund us. We need to Make sure we supervise more. Yeah, and they're not going to do that. <laughs> That's the thing. I mean, what's wrong with checking on somebody every 15 minutes? They'll find a problem. But I'm just saying, this it's an easy way to if we put in more policies, get out of a I'm situation. Saying, I'm saying, the more policies you put it, I mean, like you said. Policies, answer, training. I mean, the more policies and training that we put into it, okay, number one, more money, more money and number two, more policies to just disregard. As they have already done. But I just feel like once you add that, you give them a cop out. 
you give them an easy way out of this argument by saying, look at what we did with this situation. Just for them to go and do it again. But it's still a simple situation. A situation that shouldn't, for me, shouldn't be in the whole argument at all. That one shouldn't be in the argument because that's not what we're trying to change. We ain't trying to change your policies and your training. We're trying to deal with these people that are literally killing yeah. black people. Understandable. Let's stick to what we want to. Don't give them an out by giving them something simple. Right. Because once you put it together, I can't, once you put them all together, I can't address them uh, individually. I gotta address them as a whole because you put them together. Oh yeah, I mean, once you well, put them together, it wasn't necessarily like putting them together. It's just like okay, but that you was lumped it that together with the argument. Yeah, it was just like I wasn't. It wasn't like what I mean. I'm just saying like those two. I me, mean, those two things going together was not what I expected to it, to, to 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 even happen. For them to start protesting. It was like, okay, we're protesting. Another person died in police custody. Yeah, and it was someone who I knew. Not personally, but I'm just saying. I I get the personal connection to the 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 direct connection. Yeah, it's a little bit like, oh, God. The narrative is what I didn't like. How they'll just piggyback on true police brutality. Aaron, we really need to be focusing on this. But, you know, hey, that was mine. Yeah. That's your soapbox for today. That's my soapbox on when we add things to the bandwagon. You add things to the bandwagon, make sure they fit the overall narrative. Yeah. Not, well, it's just another thing that we want to say. But, Hopefully it turned out. I didn't follow it, the protest, and um, I know when it's okay. The officers resigned. They're good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, because they perhaps resigned because they probably honestly felt like I'd done something wrong. Yes. Not to avoid any kind of prosecution or anything, because there is nothing. It's just okay. I mean, they they, they could. I mean, like, they they weren't going to prosecute them in the first place. Yeah, exactly. But, but but they still felt like they might have been some good people. Just feel like, okay, I could have done more. Thus, I'm going to remove myself from this situation. I mean, maybe. Then again, they could have another arterial motive. Who knows? But I mean, I was just not necessarily taken aback from it. I just looked at it from a a different perspective. Yes, of course. That's, it's wrong. See, that's what, no, that's don't, what get it, don't get it twisted. The whole situation was wrong. They should have done more to monitor anyone who is quite the repulsive situation. You know, situation. But I still don't think it should be lumped in with Brianna Taylor, George Floyd. Uh, what is my man name in New York? Oh uh, gosh, it's, it's, there's far too many. There's far too many. It's far too many names to list that truly were, you know, a part of the movement to change the whole law and order situation. Right. So, the whole police thing. Leasing of the people. Of course, you know, if you're getting into the the original structure of why you got police, it's kind of 
Can you really change it? Could you? Yeah, I don't know. That's I, just, I don't know that. We'll I don't know the see. history. We'll see. You don't know the history of the police? Oh, not at all. Wow. Interesting. That's an interesting concept that you don't know. Which where... is probably a problem. <laughs> yeah. The whole police um, group was put together to retrieve runaway slaves. Oh, okay. I know that part. Okay. Yeah. I know that part. So if that's I know your the bad, I know the bad foundation, everything that you build upon that that's foundation. So I thought police have been around for a much longer time. I mean, I think you've always had some kind of law and order type of structure. What we're talking about here um, as a force, an organized force, because you've always had. Um, uh, what do you want to call it? A figure, uh, a regulator. Uh, yeah, so guards. What, what do you mean, guards? I, whenever I think of police, I think of guards. Like, security. oh, okay. Mm. Yeah, yeah. So who knows? But that's just that. Um, so, well, in the meantime, in between time, we're gonna take a quick break and then come back and move on to some subjects, perhaps subjects that we have to discuss or put on the table. And come back to, so we'll be right Who are we back. sponsored by? Huh? Who are we sponsored by? Who are we sponsored by? I don't know. Who sponsored by today? I don't know. What is this? Perfect purity. <laughs> it's Our hand sanitizer. Hand sanitizer is sponsor for today. Um, I like it though. You know, I have not been the type that always used hand sanitizers prior to COVID. Um, I love hand sanitizer. Um, but this one I do kind of do like uh, perfect purity. Um, it was 99.99% of the germs. But all it takes is 0.01% of a germ. Hmm, interesting. Well, that's our sponsor for today. In between of, you know, of course, Anchor. Our beloved. Our beloved Anchor. So check them out for the right box. And we're back uh, from our short break. And what we have for you today is... Uh, some conversations I, I was having. Conversations. Yeah, conversations I was having with myself. So we talk from time to time, uh, which is good. I mean, I employ everyone to talk to themselves from time to time. Oh, of course. Just don't do it out loud. Well, uh, you can if you're alone. Okay. I do it while I'm folding clothes and I'm home alone. You're home alone. You talk out loud to, myself, to yourself. Yes. Like, out my, my thoughts. And you answer yourself? Yes. Wow. <laughs> yes. Um, no, I wouldn't say that, but I mean, it's the same thing, I guess, if you're asking yourself in your head. But most of the time, I think I'll just be asking questions. I don't really have debates with myself, but that's just one thing. Um, some questions that um, had popped in my head once before. It's about the things I missed or lacked. Oh. Okay. Um, that's the overall, I ain't going to say theme, but that's what I was thinking about 
in life, the things that I missed or the things that I lacked in life. Um, and of course, I continue to write. Uh, this is a question, I guess, because I didn't receive um, compassion or felt lacked due to it being missing. Um, how did it affect me now? Well, how did it affect me then, and how does it affect me now? I guess that's that's a question that I have on here. Mm -hmm. But that's kind of broad when you say things that I miss. Yeah. You have to be more specific. I think when I was writing this, I was thinking about, I think I'm just having a conversation again in my head. Uh, I might have been in, in a, a service or something. Oh. And... Um, I think my I think it was my mom or somebody was talking about um children and Charles. interacting with them and how they behave and how different things that go on in the world can affect them. Oh, I see. Okay. Um and then we were talking <laughs> once again, this is a different setting. I was talking about Mercedes. Yes. And then we were talking about um Fathers, because you know Christian works at DSS. Yes. We weren't being specific. We were talking about fathers that weren't in their children's right. lives. Yeah. And how they may have been missing certain things. And now that they've become young adults, they're yeah. acting a certain way. Because they were missing something or they were lacking something. Yes. Which leads me to analyze my own life. Um, since pretty much all my children have been born... Yes. I've been here. Yeah. But then there is a period of time. Of big appearance, disappearance. You call it disappearance yes. that I was missing. I say go poof. Go poof. Wow. We go poof. I went go That's poof. literally how I describe it to everybody who I meet or like ask. Really? Who asked about it. I'm like, uh, he just like went missing. And I'm <laughs> Wow. I literally explained this to someone like the last Friday. And I was like, oh yeah, he went missing and then he came back. <laughs> what did they say? They didn't really catch on to it at all. They didn't understand. They just were like, okay, he was gone. Like, no, like they, they just didn't ask any further questions. So I was like, either they don't get it or they just don't feel like asking questions. But the thing is, this person who I was talking to is one of those people who ask questions. Like, you can, if you're explaining something to this girl, like, she's going to ask questions. She wants to know more about it. She's very inquisitive. But at this particular time, she, she didn't. Did it. And I don't know if she just missed it or oh. if she just, like, Interesting, know. interesting. Uh, which, of course, um, during I call it a hiatus, or you call it a poof. Yeah. Um, from 2016 to 2019, which is that's a long poof. Yes. Um, I guess the question is, how has it affected you, my poof moment? Your poof moment. My poof moment. Since you you put a word to it. I uh my poof moment. Um, I think oh how has it affected me? I mean, like I could go the list. I could I could write you a whole you write literal me. book about how it's affected me. I can give you a cause and effect type thing. A cause um, and effect. All yes. right. Uh, because there's many things that I could really say when it comes to di literally different aspects of it. Because I mean, like yeah, your disappearance, like yourself, your being and presence, like that not being there anymore affected me in a much more drastic way. But there's also been like mm. more 
like, okay, for example, going back and forth to see you uh-huh. affected me in a different way. Okay. Then you just like not being there. Like those trips were something that changed me like a lot. Okay. And I think I grew through those. And but like you're just more than so the trips back and forth had more of an impact than just not being there at all. Yes. And or for another example, writing emails. Mm-hmm. That experience took an effect on me as well. Okay. Or the no caller ID calls. Or <laughs> you said no, no caller call ID, ID calls. Yeah, because <laughs> they don't let you have the, 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 the Mind you, they've changed that. Really? Yes. Good. Because when Jay calls me, a number pops up. Okay, yeah. A number never popped <laughs> up for me. Was... This is the U.S. I think it's the U.S. I think it's a U.S. Department or something like that. Uh, I was like, but okay. Yeah, uh, I think mostly, well, oof, I don't really know. I think has it affected you in a negative way? Negative way. Negatively, is that I have a problem with like detachment. I have detachment disorders now. Yeah, disorders. I wouldn't call it a disorder, but like, uh, maybe. Are you reacting to them? Yeah. So it's reactive detachment disorder. You have rat. Oh my god, that's a thing. Yeah, it's actual diagnosis. Oh no, I don't like that. Uh, I have the irrational fear that people are either going to die or people are just going to leave out of nowhere. Wow. That's interesting. And it's really bad. Like, it's not even like just the fact that, okay, like, you know, everyone's going to die at some point. Mm-hmm. Like, I literally have the irrational fear that it's like someone's just going to, like, again, they're just going to go poof. Like, it's going to go poof out and of just my, go away. Out of my world. And I mean, like, it's one of those things where, like, things like that happen. Like, it's an inevitable event, but it's something that, like, I constantly think about like I can look at a person who I'm hanging out with and I'm like oh my god I don't want them to just die like and I'll get anxious wow. and it's like and you insane. have some some issues and you recognize the fact that you didn't have these feelings prior to no okay I never just like looked at someone or if like or if like my mom didn't show up at home for a period of time or she was gone for a period of time i never just thought oh my god she died or oh okay i just be like oh she's at the store and she's taking mm-hmm. way too long she's just yeah she's not here when she normally supposed but to nowadays be if my mom doesn't show up for like two hours i'm like i do i need to call her did, did she get in a car accident did something happen oh my god or oh, wow. like i get really so you've been you've been scarred from the poof moment thus yeah. Your... So it's like separation. It's like a dog getting separation anxiety. Like, okay, you go- like whenever you leave, okay, I think you're not gonna come back, and that's something that I had the entire time when you were gone. Like, I'm like, okay, he's is he gonna make it back? Like, well, was was that after the fact that you've gone to visit and before, or was it in in between the transition of first visiting? It was a. It was after the visit, okay. more or less, because now it's like, okay, I have a chance to see you, but whatever is going on in there, I don't want it to be like, I can't see you anymore abruptly. Okay. Those things have happened. I don't think it's never happened to y'all. Y'all have never come and couldn't see me. Oh, no. Yeah, yeah. but that, that has happened to a lot of people, you know, during that time period I was there. And it still happens to people where in they come to visit and something has occurred, thus they can't see them. 
um, because of whatever reason that may have transpired. Okay, so there's those issues, and of course, I I can speculate um, that when moments transpired, significant moments in life transpired, and being missing affected the environment or the mood kind of adversely had some kind of effect. Yeah. Now, with the return, has those things subsided or are they still prevalent in your frontal lobe? Like these things that happened where you weren't present, Mm -hmm. are they still like things? It's just like that moment you realize, okay, he wasn't there. Mm -hmm. The only one that still like I think about a lot because it's the one that I think I reacted to the most. Like all my the birthdays that you missed or the Christmases or the holidays, those didn't really like affect me as much. Cause it's like, okay, like I knew I accepted it. But I think it was um I went to open house at Hopewell. Okay. I was like, he's not here. That transition, transition, like you know, like Hmm. that's like a big thing, and middle school to high school. Okay, and I got like super emotional after um after I went. Oh yeah, yeah. Of course, you said you had that. That was that was the only time I like reacted to like something being big, and then like you weren't there, and I was like, oh god, because it was like alarming. Yeah, yeah. Well, I found it interesting because on um. Saturday, um, we was supposed to have a date, but didn't quite work out. Um, Malia wanted to see you. Oh, so heck. Uh, I was picking her up, and she actually said the same thing. I was going to pick her up and bring her with me to pick you up from work. Yes. Um, because she wanted to talk to you and see you and say yes. some things. But I had talked to her before, and... I don't know how we got on the subject, but she was talking and she was saying when you when you went away, before you went away. Yeah. Uh, and it was almost like she was getting ready to say before you went to jail. Oh, she said that to me once. But she changed it and yeah. said before you went away. Yeah. Um, you had missed um we was talking about her birthdays, that's what it was. Yeah. Uh and I was saying that you had your birthday outside. And then she was like, No. When I was five, I had it outside yeah. and something else. Um, of course, I was I wasn't here, yeah. so I was missing. So she was just trying to explain the last birthday that you had. You were there with her, yeah. Uh, but then I caught that that she recognizes that you were gone, yeah, for a period of time. A period of time. Of course, now you're back. I definitely um, hung out with her one time when she was like four. I think she, we were like four. Mm. We went to the movies. I think she was four, or she had yeah. just turned five. I don't remember. She had we, to be four. Yeah, we went to the we went to the movies. I mean, three, depending on when no, 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 it no, was. No, 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 no. It was a, it was after you were like I said after you like she said after you. Oh, it was during. She's seven. Oh, she's seven. Okay. Four. Sixteen. Okay, okay, okay. She's she was four because I was thirteen. I was in eighth grade. I remember. Okay, we went to the movies. 
and we went to go see My Little Pony. And in the middle of the movie, she started talking about you. And she was like, did you know that daddy is in jail? And I was like, <laughs> Leah, the movie. <laughs> Let's watch the movie. We can't talk about this right now. <laughs> and she was like, no, but I went to see him and he was in this green outfit. And I was oh, like, wow. uh, but she said it like loud and like people were there. So I was like, mm, no. Uh, and I was like, uh. Yes. It was it was it was now whether she wrapped her head around the whole concept of what went on, she she knew I was at a place. Yes. Uh, and then I, she, I was I was surprised to know that she knew that it was like federal like area. Well, and she just probably saying. just told, Yeah, he's in jail. This is where he is right now. And I was kinda and just like back. and like I just didn't have the I didn't know, I just didn't have the notion. I thought she was just gonna be like Oh, we went to go visit dad, and it was going to be like that. But no, she just had to explain the fact that you were in federal. Because I couldn't leave. Yeah. And she just, like, I don't know how she, I don't know. Uh, Kids are smart. Uh, yeah. But then she, again, she, at the she, same she time. She grasped the concept. Yeah. Um, but what I gathered from it was there is a time that you're missing. Because when I seen her, it's almost like, okay, you're stuck to me. You ain't got to stick to me. Of course, we didn't get to go because she ended up having to go with her grandmother, because yeah. they went to look at some other stuff. So I said, well, we'll have to do it later. Um, but when I do see her, she's just very, I ain't saying she's clingy, but she just sticks to me. Yeah. And then when she said that, I was like, okay, so that time period that I was missing affected, um, like, almost like you said. Yeah. Not the, the idea that, okay, when he leaves, he may not come back. Yeah. But when he leaves, it might be a long time before I see him again. Yeah. Because if I left it, you were four. I think I left when you were three, perhaps. I think, yeah. Might have been was, two going on three. No, Who knows? it was three because going into this, she was turning four. Okay, so she's 20, Yeah, yeah. She, she would have turned. No, oh, no. She's born in 13. Yeah, she's born in 13. I don't know, Dave. Sixteen. Oh, yeah. So she was. So she was two and a half. Yeah. When I left, she turned three. That, okay, okay. that year. Yeah, I was, I was trying to. Okay. Yeah, because I went so, to seventh grade, and then eighth grade, she would turn four. Yeah, uh, yeah. So that period had to me effects of being missing. Now that's you guys, and what how you guys felt. Yeah. When I was thinking about it, it was almost like okay, there was. There's a period of time that has been removed. And they always say you can't go back and relive that. I yes. get that. That's understood. Those things have already transpired. You can't say, okay, I, I missed you going from middle school to high school. Yeah. This is what I would have said, yada, yada. You can't do that. It's yeah. already gone. So, but then there are some lessons in between that period that. You would have gotten from me had I been here. Yeah. That's now missing. How do I try to give you yeah, those things? Incorporate those things when the time isn't right anymore. Yeah, yeah, because the you've missed the moment. Yeah, it's like so, not necessarily irrelevant, but like there's a time. Well, I mean, they can like be I'm saying, relevant. There's a time and a place to say things when you miss that time to say and the time and the place to say those mm. things. So how do you? I guess you know. How do communicate I communicate that to us when the time and the place isn't right anymore? 
Not necessarily isn't right anymore, but I'm just saying. Well, those moments have already passed. The actual physical moments have already passed. Thus, there's nothing we can do about to recreate those things. Um, And it goes further to wherein me and Mercedes are talking about fathers who weren't in their children's lives. And then later on in life, they want to be a part of their lives. Yeah. And then they start to see them doing things. And then they want to try to either correct or offer advice. Yeah. That's, at this point, it's out of place. Yeah. Um, I see what you're saying. Well, of course, that's more of an extreme because you hadn't been there at all. Yeah. So your approach should be more, okay, hey, giving advice or should be... Um, voluntarily, yeah. or I'm I'm trying to have a relationship with you. Um, but seeing that I was there, you know, my approach is a little different to make yeah. sure you try to get them certain things that they don't have. Yeah. I'm a little it was very bright, um, and I don't compare kids because you all yeah grew up with me, but differently. Yeah, definitely. Uh, we all were raised. A I've bit always. Different. Told I don't know why. I feel like we were all raised very differently. You are. I mean, not intentionally. It was just different. As time changed, I changed. Yeah. I mean, I still had a main core, but I changed, and some of my parenting skills and different things, and then resources always change your approach and doing certain things. Yeah. Um, but I can say within that period. I can see things in Malia that she would have had had I been here that oh. she doesn't have now. I see. Right. So now it's like, okay, it's not that, not like I have to create, uh, I mean, correct a bad behavior. Yeah. It's just certain paths or certain things that you do normally had i been here you wouldn't, wouldn't be, doing, be doing that because you wouldn't have learned that yeah you learned it because i wasn't here yeah just like you may have picked up traits of things that you may be doing now that you wouldn't have done had i been here yeah definitely yeah. i can see what that i see what you're saying <laughs> but uh, again we of course we just have to move forward and continue to expose and then of course have those discussions about um being missing and lacking i think lacking is a little different when we was talking about being missing out of time um but i think the advice that i often continue to hear is just let it go and if the situation ever does arise then offer it you handle the situation accordingly when it gets there though but I guess it doesn't I mean that doesn't make the thought in your head not No, I don't think the thought I'll ever go anywhere. I'm saying yeah, the thought never leaves, but you just have to figure out how to not act on it. I mean not act on it. Because when you're saying like, okay, when you go to correct a behavior, you can't really do that or whatever. I'm saying Oh no, no, like, I would I'm, still correct the behavior. I'm saying I would send that for someone who had never been there. Well, no, that's what I'm saying. That's just like you can I would take it, but okay, my example with this is if my dad yeah. tried to correct me on parenting, yeah, I would hear you. I'm not because I'm not the type that's going to disrespect. Yeah, 
the person, but I'm not listening to yeah, you. Yeah. Because you can't tell me that you weren't there, there at all. Exactly. And I'm just saying that, like, I think it's uh, holding back on that is something that people are, they can't really do. Mm-hmm. And that's where I guess you have to kind of, tr- when you say let it go, like, okay, you can't really let it go. Because if, it, if, you're, if you're passionate about it or if you feel like it's, a, you know, wrong like you want to say something oh yeah but then but you also got to figure out like the position that you're in yeah because sometimes i think about pride and realize that you're not in the position to say that your brother yes not to say that he would still be in the position that he's in um in life but sometimes i think had i been here he may be in a better position yeah and again, he might be doing the exact same thing. But yeah, I think I'd be in a better position, but also like me, obviously, I'm not. I'm just, I'm sitting here, I'm, I'm chilling. It's okay. I mean, it's all good. Per, um, our therapist, our radio therapist, you're at the best time of your life. <laughs> exactly. 16, I said, the happiest oh time of my your God. life. It feels, I'm, I'm not vibing right now, y'all. Uh, so. so that's why I was like, oh. No, no, the, that's that's that a, didn't that's go a, for you. That is a terrible the thought cur. of mine that this point can get not even like twice as worse. No, you go all the way <laughs> down to the bottom when you're for what's the bottom like? Hey, what is rock bottom like? I don't want to know, but like also, oh. I got some questions. I, I question that theory. Some questions asked about I can that. definitely question that theory, but oh. also, you got to realize that I mean, like, every experience is different. I mean, like, if you're have i don't want to say the privilege of living that uh life of okay at 16 you got your car you you whipping you go to friends every day like or just have have i don't know a stable household i mean i thought about it after it was saying even if like you said you have the ideal thing and you get those things 16 between 16 and 17 is a unique position because you're still a child yes but then you still have a taste of what adulthood could be like thus you still have that care you're in that carefree zone with some freedom yes you don't have any responsibilities you gotta pay no bills but it's but you do but then you have that freedom yeah so that's why i could see when they said at that moment because anything prior to that, you you don't have no say so. Yeah, you know you can really. say it, but you have no real control of where you're going. Yeah. So I mean, I get it, but of course, when you add in the uh, the pressures of achievement, um, what's considered popular success, and you know, you have a lot of factors in and there. Whatever else is going on in your life. Yeah, you know. it's just like oh, that's a that that accumulate. Um, mm-hmm. and it's kind of weird because like I don't know, like I feel like I mean, yeah, I know a few people who like have no idea how it feels to be like how you know to be in a position relatively close to mine, uh-huh. or like it's really interesting to see how people I don't want to say are raised or how their emotions play out because sometimes I just like to think that okay, certain people are just you know, they, they have a smile on the outside mm. and on the inside, they're just like not doing well or their home life is not as good as I think it is. Like, yeah. that's what I, that's how I think, you know, that, you know, there's just stuff I don't know. Of course. But then 
like I have a few people who come out and just tell me about their life. And I'm like, oh, like, so you're not, you don't feel this way. You've never felt this way. And they're like, no. And it's like, how have you, it's kind of weird to think that. No, well, I mean, I don't want to say like, I don't want to say like, oh, it's kind of weird for me to think that no, uh, like some teens just don't feel depression or they don't have anxiety or they don't have any type of mental disorder because I feel like teenagers go through so much. Okay. But like, some of them don't. And that's so weird to me. Why? Okay. Hold on. Hold on. All right. Wait a minute. We're going to take a break and then we're going to come right back because you just said something that I have. Um, Unnecessarily comment on, but I just want to tell you something okay. that was said to me that I couldn't, I ain't gonna say I couldn't believe, but it was kind of hard for me to wrap my head around. But then I did a little more research and yeah. it kind of made sense to me after I did the research. All right, just take a quick break and we'll be right back. Okay, all right, we're I'm so, back. I'm so confused because, like, there's it's like not, there's a disconnect in my brain right now. Not necessarily a disconnect. Okay, but you were talking about differing emotions and other teens that, like you say, may be smiling on the outside, and you thinking in your mind that perhaps they do have things going on at home that it's not all hunky dory. It's not all sunshine and and of course that is um, and true rainbow. for some, but. What I was going to say was, um, Malia had an assignment to do, um, and it was to write a passage about the time I got mad. Yes. And I asked her, I say, oh, okay, Malia, what's your story for the time you got mad? Yes. She said, I've never gotten mad. What? Like, how How is is that that even possible? She said, no, I've never gotten mad. I said, well, what about when uh, Kyra took your your toys or took your snack or something yeah. or hit you? Did you get mad? She said, no, I was sad. And I may have gotten upset, but I've never gotten mad. Yeah. So I was. I can. Was, I, well, the thing is, at the same time, I kind of I'm sitting here like, oh, like she's never gotten mad. But as if I'm not one of the people who feel anger, like. Exactly, which goes to what you're saying about other teens that will say, I've never been depressed. Yeah. I've never been. You've been sad. You know, yeah. You've never been in a long-term sadness. Exactly, to wherein everybody feels emotions, but the extremity extremity of those emotions determine how they perceive the overall picture goes to pretty much my next subject about um, my mama was talking about remember that yes. was her key word, word this morning we need to remember um foundations and some other things but again of course i'm taking away from what she said the words and then i expound on them yes. um it made me think of when people remember things and structure their memories my question is why is the masses memories based off of pain why are the masses of memories based off of pain mm-hmm. i think because that's literally the easiest thing you can remember uh-huh you remember pain you admit but you, you, you don't... remember extreme emotions 
whatever. I mean, we we did a psychology. But oh, happiness is an extreme yeah. emotion. But I'm saying we 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 did a unit on this last year about how like you associate certain things with pain, pain, or you associate different things with happiness. But it's also always extreme emotion. Like I can remember a time when I was super happy, but I couldn't tell you within the last week what happy moment I had because I just don't, I don't Ooh, that, remember. That was what goes towards the different teens that you may have met because their association of their overall pictures, they gravitate towards the more positive memories they have. Or they've always, they could be in a dysfunctional family but never get depressed, never get stressed because they focus their memories, well, their, mo- their, memories their emotions they, with positive with, with like things. Me, more extreme on the other side. Yeah, yeah. So, which makes me think... Um, well, no, that's not necessarily what makes me... Okay, never mind. I, well, I'll continue after you. Yeah, yeah. Well, what leads me to what another therapist that I was listening to because I listen to a lot of podcasts from now. She said a practice that she does to, because she's she's a therapist and she was talking about pain, how um, you have to make a conscious choice to choose what you remember. And you can't say, um, I'm not going to choose a positive memory or a negative memory because by default, the mind will always go towards pain. Yeah, because pain is what, I mean, you got, when you think about the lizard brain or things like that, or just like the brain, the, the ego, mm-hmm. I don't know if that's, if that's even the, the, head, the ego, the, the super ego. Yeah, yeah, that. I don't know which one is part, but it's one of the lower ones. Like when you think about things in the wild, like, that's what they remember. They remember what causes them pain so they don't go put themselves in the situation again. Mm. When a dog falls down the stairs, the dog is going to be afraid of stairs because it's traumatized. Mm. But if a dog plays fetch and has fun, I mean, it's probably not going to remember like well, the last three fetch games it's had. It's just going to be like, oh, it's going to remember that fetch. they love playing fetch or like they like to eat mm. or something. But like those things in between, you're not going to remember the, the squirrel that you chase the other day because oh you do this all the time or a you just it's just not something significant that you remember but like you hurt yourself when you fell down the stairs you hit your head on the wall once you made it down the stairs like you experienced a lot of pain throughout that experience so that's what you're going to remember because you're going to remember all the pain and you're going to avoid that situation because at this point that's gonna hinder my ability to survive yeah i mean I, i understand the instinctive uh, things um, that, that you're going to remember in your subconscious and that's why because pain is to protect self yeah self-preservation and i think that's why probably why we remember the things those are those i think those instinctive things should be there um because you, you need those to protect yourself yeah. but also what i was thinking about is that like i mean like usually if you have a severe depression disorder or like major depression mm. memories are like altered like they're altered when i say altered i mean like you can't your memory isn't as good when you have a certain disorder or certain mental disorder because Mm. things in the hormones in the brain all that stuff they just it clashes and like you can't like you have like i know a lot of people who like do have mental illnesses or are depressed who like Mm. i'll ask them about something they'll be like i don't remember 
I don't remember when that happened, or I don't remember when. That, whether they've, it's whether they've gotten to the point to where it's like whether it's good or bad, like their memory doesn't. It kind of makes it's you, been suppressed. Yeah, it's there. It's just been suppressed and com- compartmentalized to where in I don't. My subconscious won't let me remember because of the pain. Yeah. And like if I ask someone about me. their childhood, they'll be like, "Oh, I don't remember most of my childhood," and it's like because they blocked it out. And it's like, how did you? And it's like one of those things where I'm like, how did they do that? Did they choose to do that, or is that literally just a part of like how the brain works? Well, in some instances, in some instances, it's um, that long term memory is harder for others to retrieve long term memory. Versus, I mean, I say this a lot about you. Malia and I, don't, I reference you to a lot because um, I don't recall Mercedes saying this a lot. Um, and E, he had a unique um, thing when it comes to memory. Yeah. But it was only, for me, it was only about um, locations. Yeah. Taking the one location, he'll remember it for the rest of his life. Yeah. Uh, from, from childhood. Um, but you guys often reference and you were really little. Yeah. Stories. I'm like, for me, I'm like, how could you possibly remember something like that? Because yeah. I don't remember a lot about my childhood, period. Yeah. Not that I had a lot of trauma. It's just I don't remember it. Yeah. I mean, but you also got to think it's been a really long time. Okay. You. All right. But All also, right. I, I'm saying, like, you've been on this earth for almost 50 years. Like, I don't expect you to remember your but fifth birthday are, party. But there are some people that can't. But then I heard somebody say, is the memories we have those who can recall certain things are the memories we have true memories or are they the visuals that we see from pictures oh i I get what you're saying but also yeah mine are usually true memories because i there are no there's no pictures pictures of there's no pictures of me in the little like what's it called we were in New York when I was four, <laughs> and we went to that train, that famous train station. Oh yeah, Union Station. Yeah, like I don't have, like I don't have any pictures or like photographs of me from there, but I do remember that. Okay. Oh yeah. So that's just certain things. There are certain things that I. Yeah, I remember some of those trips, but like I say, the only one that truly sticks out is the time we was. It was Christmas time. It was cold. You was in the stroller. Um, and we was trying, you probably don't remember this. We were trying to find somewhere for you to use the bathroom. Oh, yeah, I remember that. And you peed on yourself. Yeah, I remember that. Which made it worse because it was already cold outside. Yeah, it was a terrible time. I don't miss that time because I remember the feeling too. And I was just tired and it was, it was, it was a long, long day, long It day. was a long day. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's like I said, you remember certain things. Like I said, I've done a lot of traveling and I remember but, yeah, them, I but think, I can't remember them in detail. Like with Malia, I can understand why she remembers when she used to come over her house and when she was like one or two because she's seven. Like, she's only yeah, been, been here for short seven. Time. It's been a short period okay. of time. But, but still, it's still like. I can. I would never go up to a 50 year old, like a 60 year old, and be like, do you remember that time when you were two? No, you don't. You you don't because I mean, unless you have a supreme memory. That's what I'm saying, depending but I mean, I'm saying, on like, the type of person you are I guess it in your depend. cognitive mind because it's skills. weird because i feel like i can remember things and, long-term things but i can't remember short-term things and like i said when you talking about the 60 year old they probably would remember when they were two because they said the older you get your long-term memories are easier access 
ac- accessible than your short-term memories. That's really weird. You remember all the stuff that happened weird because way that's bad, not but not the short term. <laughs> I'm stuff. not that old. But yeah, yeah. So, um, but going back to the therapist and the pain, um, she suggested that to put it into your um subconscious mind every night before you go to sleep, think of three positive things before you go to sleep. Oh yeah, to put them in your subconscious mind to unplug thus continuing to build the framework of your overall um positive life i used to do that back when i was like had my things together i would reflect on my day before i went to bed not even like write it i just be like oh i did this today i did this today did this but even reflecting how many of those things were bad no, they weren't ever bad. I would always go over the good things. Okay. And that made my life a lot better. But now <laughs> I used to go to bed mad. So she said, never go to bed angry or upset. No, I do that way too often. Oh. But that's just because it's overwhelming. And that's usually the reason why I'm going to bed in the first place. If but, I'm if I'm happy, perfectly happy, I usually don't go to bed. Because I want to feel that feeling for a decent amount of time. But I mean when she was getting into the the feelings and I'm I mentioned it to you one time to her and hold on to the feelings so you can conjure it up when you need it. Yeah. And that's, I've she never, was saying that that's too. one of those things where I don't really understand what you mean when you said that, like harness your feelings. I I didn't really because understand it's, what it's you almost meant. like a choice to choose to feel a certain way versus reacting immediately to an emotional stimuli uh, meaning if it's something that occurs and it upsets you the the body or the mind may want to automatically react because it's learned in the past this is how i should feel yeah because of the stimuli mm-hmm. so what they were suggesting is cognitively when it occurs you recognize that this has happened and you dissect it why should i feel this way about this stimuli yeah and once you can extrapolate that then you can sure i'm upset but i'm not like not going to uh, let it affect how i feel overall oh i see Meaning, okay, hey, this happened. It hurt my feelings. Sure, I'm upset about it, but I'm not going to let that upset emotion supersede my overall happiness. Okay, I get what you're saying. Okay, okay, yeah. In life. But usually, because we've learned that, okay, this happens. Now I'm upset. I'm going to be mad for a minute. Oh, okay. And I'm going to let that ride wherein. I should. I, I get. I get what you're saying in a sense that, like, feel. It's kind of like the idea of feeling in the moment and then letting it go. Mm. Which I mean, I always tell people that you need to allow yourself. If you feel a certain thing, feel it, because after, if you don't let yourself feel it, it's gonna, you're gonna put it aside and it's all gonna fall down on you. Yeah. At I mean, you acknowledge it and you give it its moment, but when you allow, you allow, and it's literally, you know, I'm allowing it to continue to linger. And not remove it wherein, okay, that happened a day ago. That happened two hours ago. Why am I still on it at this moment? 
if I'm I can see if it happened two hours ago and I'm still trying to fix it. Or you Thus, still I'm still to, working on it. Or you're still trying to process it. Yeah. But even if what you're processing in the logical, rational mind, how long does it take to process a I moment? I mean, I'm saying it depends on what it is. Because okay, I right. mean, like, obviously, like, if it's a if complex your, if problem, your, if your friend made you mad over something, then, like, it's not going to, I mean, if they made you mad over something or if that you they got, did or said, yeah. For yeah. it's just one thing they said, and you're still thinking about it like six hours into the day. Okay, maybe you might yeah. want to let that let that go. Yeah, yeah. But you're I mean, allowing it to continue now, to fester, and then usually once we allow one thing to happen yeah. six hours to fester, things are still happening. Yeah. So now you're piling up it's on other pile, emotions yeah. that, in essence, could I don't know what we want to say overshadow that one. yeah and it kind of makes now, now i'm sitting here thinking about it while we're talking when people do these in extreme fashions overall i think we call them crazy when you do these in extreme yeah i'm sitting here thinking me, about what she's saying about, right? if in fact that you just did something you made me upset i blew up i got upset about it. i'm over it and then I immediately change, and I'm laughing. People are gonna be like, "What's wrong with them?" Oh, I get what they you're saying. They process the emotion. Now they're over it, and now they're on something else. Something else. Yeah, that's so the bad. Generalized, I just, the generalized I just, I, I, wow. mindset will be something's wrong, wrong with that person. Yeah. How I can they go from, from that that to, to that, that just that quick? Me, that's called a. Uh... Bipolar disorder. Uh, they but go is from, it? But it's not really because I'm saying that's 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 not that, bi that's not I, what bipolar I disorder is. Or even people is. go with no. they have a mood disorder. Yes, their moods constantly change. I could accept if nothing is transpiring and a person's moods just change without any stimuli. Yes, then I, I could go with that, that one. But if a person going throughout their day and is truly something, everything. I think that's reacting. normal. That's a normal thing. Is that not normal to have multiple emotions during the day because things but happen? You gotta think throughout the day with your emotions, how many of them do you truly show? You don't always show that. Man. That's what I'm saying. But I guess it's the one but that they happen. on your it's the one that's pointed on your face that but really they, that's what I'm saying. But they happen. Recognize. You could go through being sad, mad, angry, upset, depressed, all in one day. But you may not show, but one of one or two emotions. Yeah. But what about the person who shows all, all of those emotions throughout the day? They're genuine. Yeah. They're not just hey, they've been sitting in this room and been going up and down, up yeah. and down. They're just reacting to everything. That's not crazy. That seems like a normal thing that you would do. But why would I, I should stop using the word crazy? I that's not a good word for me to use. I mean, that's just a term that. You know, that's they what would they, say. That's what they used they to would say they're mentally ill. Yes. That's better word. <laughs> but, you know, I'm sitting here rationalizing it in my head that based on what this therapist just said. Yeah. That you need to acknowledge the emotion, um, express the emotion, but not allow it to linger and then choose another emotion. <laughs> choose another one. Let's go with another one. Pick it out. 
Yeah, four forces and choose a positive emotion. Be she's, happy. She's a, choose, her her whole thoughts. thing is we can choose to be happy. This reminds me of The Sims. Or we can choose to be sad. This reminds me of The Sims because they have little moodlets mm. that come with like with like certain interactions. Like if you take a warm, if you take a bath or a shower, you'll get a little moodlet that yeah, says it makes you feel you better. Took, you took you took a shower or you did this, and it says four hours like at the top. And yeah. like once that four hours in the game is over, it disappears. So they kind of forget about it. Or if you go on a walk with your dog, it'll give you like an energized. And it'll you last good. for a moment. And it'll last for a moment, but then it disappears. And I just realized like, oh, that's like a thing. Yeah. Because yeah. I definitely could say, oh my God. It's so well, I guess who, who, that will have me question who came up with that the warm bath should give you four hours of uh, euphoria. Or, or yeah, like I'm saying, like the, the, the amount of time that they give you for each thing is mm. so interesting because like for uh for like if someone dies in the game obviously mm. the game runs on a much quicker pace than it does in re- like real yeah. life does but you can't get rid of that moodlet for a good 2 or 3 days oh. unless you cheat it like you can't get rid of it and though that's how so that's, that and it gives you a certain it gives you, yeah it gives you a certain amount of points for each as well as the hours so like mm. you'll have like plus 2 <laughs> or but like for the sadness it's like plus a lot of points so that's why it's over it's overwhelming like your sim is going to be sad for 48 hours wow yeah. speaking so of sims i was informed there's a sims 5 uh no it is i mean i'm sure they're coming out with it but the game developer okay me and the sims community the I'm game, just saying. I, the I game it up. developers was it official yeah you sure yeah 2021 i mean I haven't looked into it. The last thing I saw about the Sims was uh, there's a Harry Potter pack coming out. That's what they've just been talking about recently. Oh, no, not the pack. Uh, it was just a new Sims. That's what I looked up. It said Sims 5 is supposed to come out in 2021. Let's go to the and Sims Instagram page. It supposes, yeah, um, I think they said the, the users will be able to do much more with the characters and they're adding in an online world. Oh yeah, I know that part. I know that the, much. Mo- the multiplayer. EA, um, yeah. definitely. Because you know I they don't... got the EA. Was it EA Plus now? Yes. They're getting I... rid of Origin. Yeah, probably. Oh, yeah. But yeah, they're phasing it out. I think that it's not necessarily like a terrible idea to do online with Why? The Sims because it's just never been like that. No, but also uh, I forgot. I forgot what they were talking about. But I mean, it's, I watched something about this, like a. Few but I could, ago. I could see it, and it happens. It happens on two K twenty one. Oh, it happens on two K period. Yeah, they have the neighborhood. Yeah, it's an online neighborhood. Oh, that's cute. Where they play basketball, of course. Yeah, they go to different courts and play basketball, and it's an online community. But of course. They have a barbershop. They have tattoo parlors. Yeah. They have um, stores. And they have an arcade now. Yeah. Literally, there are other people. When you go to the neighborhood, there are other people that you interact with. Yeah. Um, of course, now they've added in where you can buy bikes and scooters. And you can you. Right ride around. around the neighborhood. And talk to other, you literally can talk to other people. Yeah. And say, okay, let's go play on this court. So I can see that being the type of a sims world yeah where Online. it's just bigger yeah now the question would be because i know in sims you guys can build houses yeah. and do things like 
who controls that aspect of the online player or would it be it's an online world and you can invite different people people. into your i think that's like what you can do like you can make a world and then like it'd be like a server where you invite people onto it or like let certain people onto it but like you still control everything on it i personally think we should i don't know i don't uh i like how okay so like how the sims 4 is set up where it's like the gallery Hmm. where you can see things that other people do people can make households they can make houses or like certain things or like if you have like a big youtuber out there or somebody who's like really good with the platform they make certain save files yeah for the game and you can download those those and play with their like sims or like the sims Mm. that they created the world they created i like that but i think the online aspect of it would make it a little bit more yes there would be some freedom but i think there would be way too much freedom that can go terribly wrong but i guess another aspect that they're trying to compare it to is grand theft auto you know grand theft auto has a online community but it's open world it's an open world but everything is built yeah already yeah for you. you just interact in this world yeah and you can do different things but the, like you said the sims 4 is based on, or the sims is just based off the fact that you can create your mm. kind of create your own world and if you don't want to like there's a choice like you know yeah. you can build your own houses if you want to you can just just you know bulldoze this lot even though we already <laughs> made it for you and create your own. Yeah, okay. But, yeah. like, I don't know, online kind of, I don't want to say it scares me for The Sims, but it's just something that I'm very unfamiliar with, and I don't know how it would necessarily work in The Sims without The Sims being a structured game. Uh, the only thing that has intrigued me about Sims is going to Batu. I know. Star Wars. That would be the only reason that I would it's, play the game. I personally but don't think I it's don't, that cool. You don't think it? Have I don't, you I, it? No, 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 I didn't get it. I'm just saying, like, what the... I feel like the, with the restraints of The Sims 4, I don't think that it's probably going to be the up top best thing. But I'm wondering, is it a built... That's the only reason I would I would want to see it is if it's a built world and then I'm just plugging my Sims into the Star Wars yeah. universe or do I have to create the Star Wars universe? Oh, no. It's like a a, a world that you go into. I just go visit. Yeah, you have to, uh, I think you have to do certain things to become like some type of probably a Jedi or, Jedi or something. Yeah. You kind of go through a few tasks and then you go to this world and you do certain things. Yeah. So, um, I mean, it's like being a player. I'm a player in a game. Yeah. I like stuff but like that. But it's not like, I don't know. It's not like you're actually like doing stuff. Like, it's a few clicks and then you're done. <laughs> That's how I see it. She said a few clicks. It's a few clicks. You get to see the watch the little anime. I mean, if I'm being completely honest, I mean, I love the Sims. But yes, it's a few clicks and you watch the animation. You say, oh, that's cool. And then it's over. Oh, no. I don't, don't want that. I'll stick with the online game. Then. Yes. Well, I can create my uh, player. And, and actually move around. With yeah, move around and do different control things. Control every aspect. Of it. No, you don't control yeah, every aspect. I make choices. Good, bad. Uh, but I do like how they have incorporated some feelings and emotions uh, and then compared them to real life. My only question is, who's the therapist or the psychiatrist behind, behind this? Behind that, that whole thing. And, yeah. I would not. I, I mean, probably, yeah, I could probably look it up. But like, also, mm-hmm. you got to think that, like, I mean, The Sims is definitely more realistic. Yeah. And that's what I think. 
simulating life. I think at some point it's gonna get to a point where people don't want to play it anymore. Ah, okay. So because when it becomes too real, here's the thing: you The don't Sims is an escape from real life, even though it is a simulation of mm. real life. But there are certain aspects of the game that just make it like you know that would never happen in real life, or like okay. you know you can it's it's a calm environment. Okay, even if you get in a fight with a person, it's kind of funny because it's two cartoons fighting each other. And I mean, are they really funny. fighting? Or are they just going back? Going back? No, I mean like fist fighting. Like, oh no, I've never seen that. Oh, it's not like it's, it's a cute animation, right? But it's just like you know, like you you just know it's fake. But yeah. once you start incorporating, like when people die in the game, I get freaked out because I'm like, oh my god, <laughs> my sim just died. Yeah, like yeah. that's Malia not. told me I died one yeah. time. You died. But I bring you back. The first, the almost, the well, second generation of my legacy is almost completely wiped out. We yeah. have. Now I wouldn't want to see the Sims like Grand Theft Auto, because you uh, can you can rob people, you can shoot well, people. The you, thing is with Grand Theft Auto, it's just basically a, a crime, but like make it a video game. Like yeah. you know, if you feel like you want to do something, just go play. In Grand I Theft mean, Auto. but there's normal people that play the game that don't do the crime. They, they don't buy the cars and you know. Yeah, I mean, I want to play Grand Theft Auto so I can go, uh, <laughs> go to what's it called? What's that? What's that mountain called? I don't know. What's Come on, in uh, California. Uh, the, whatever the mountain is what, called. Hollywood time. I want to go up the mountain and jump off of it with like a parachute or something. Like that's what I want to <laughs> do with Grand Theft Auto. Maybe, maybe go swim in the ocean. I don't know. And drive the cars and swerve into the train or something. Who like, knows? I, I don't knows? have the, or maybe like run over a few people. I don't have the ah, idea of like robbing that's... the banks and shooting guns, really, unless oh. it's like. I don't know. Um, Anyways, it's a game that exists. It's fun to play. At this point, we don't know the psychology behind it. You don't like the game because you don't like the, the free world. Much, you like the... Oh, nah, okay. It's too much work. You think it's too much work? Yeah. yeah. Building, constructing. It's just too much detail. It's too much. It's too detail. Grand Theft Auto is too detailed for no, you? No, it's my Sims. Oh, okay. Okay, I was going to say. Grand Theft Auto is too detailed for nah, you? Nah, I mean, Grand Theft Auto is just too much. I don't you, the storyline is just too. There's really no storyline. It's just free fall. I mean, if you play the storyline version, yeah, yeah there's But that, it's short. The, yeah, it is. And then short. you, okay, what else I'm gonna do? Child. But pass. I think that's the, I think that's the point of the game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They want people to run around and do crazy stuff. All right, we're gonna take our last break and then we're going to shut it down. Um, we were right back. And we're back for our final segment of today's show. The finality. The finality that we will ask. So, what's the takeaway for today? The takeaway for today? Mm -hmm. Well, number one, um, all teenagers are different. Number Mm. one, and I would like to uh, just reiterate that again, all teenagers are different. Please take all of their emotions and the way that they feel seriously, whether it's big or small or happy or sad celebrate the small wins with them and celebrate the small wins. take seriously the big things that they feel like are bothering them because hey we're all about validating people's feelings validation here. we're all about validation. validating each other's feelings and making everyone feel safe right. even when they're they might not be yeah okay 
validating feelings. I heard one lady say that, um, I think you might have been listening to it. I don't know if you grasped it, that she grew up in a household where achievement was um, more important than personal happiness. Oh, yeah, we were listening to that mm-hmm. on the thing. And that took me by surprise, but at the same time, it didn't. Yeah, because when I was listening to it, I heard it made me think of um, certain families. I knew this this one family was a white, a white family, not that it mattered, but no, you're just, their family was there. It was achievement, but it was all athletic. Oh, yeah. Achievement. Everybody, everybody in the family, from the mom to the dad, she had like three daughters and one son. They were all pushed to be athletically talented. Yes, but of course they were. Yeah, but you could tell their 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 mom. Their mom actually was a um, was a gym teacher in my high school. Yeah, and you could just see the drive with the kids. It was all about competition and winning yes that's how they validated it and when um the lady said that it made me think of that how she internalized the more she achieved the more love she she felt like she received from her parents i mean if i went first place i'm getting a lot of love but i can say that you know competition um is one of those things wherein when you talk about validating um, teenagers and their feelings, how do you navigate when the overall family structure is based on something else? Which leads me to where I like some black families. Yes. They don't talk. They don't show, you know, physical emotions. Yeah, so how can they validate their child, their teen's feelings. You kind of have to get, I don't want to say get over that because that's really, that's way easier said than done. Mm -hmm. Because I can't take an entire structure that you've had for the past 10 years and say, okay, we need to do something about that and completely change that because number one, Mm. let's be real, you're probably more comfortable with it like that's that's what that's where that's that's the comfort and now i'm coming in that's and I'm what has worked. popping all these bubbles for you and you're like hold on hold on you can't just like do that right but i think it's it's really a growth process and keeping your mind open okay and it's it's you have you have to open the minds first before you open before you literally try to change anything now how do you open the minds is another question so who should be trying to open this jar is it the parent or the team trying to get them to open the jar. Well, let's be real. Um, in a family like this, I'm going to go ahead and say the parent because I'm thinking that the parent without an open mind is going to completely disregard the teenager. Anyways, if the teenager comes up and tells you, you need to do this, you do that, you're going to be like, who are you talking to? Well, not necessarily. Parent, like, not, 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 not in no, that I'm aspect. Saying, not, not, I'm saying not the you, teen is telling them that um this is what you need to do but i'm saying that i feel like with that mindset of closed mindset you're not going to take something some or you're not going to take any insight from someone who is, doesn't have authority or that you feel like doesn't have authority despite them being your own child okay. and something that came out of you or that is a result of you 
Uh-huh. Or the product. Well, it's of not, a, not a thing of a authority or, well, if it's almost like if a parent never hugs their child, um, but I always tell them, good job, good job. Yeah. Um, but this child needs, feel like I need to be hugged. Yeah. And, you know, told those things. Should that child express, express that this is what I feel like I, I like or, or I need or try to initiate it in mm. some type of way? I mean, I think that's a big step, but also you got to realize that also this is two individuals and, you know, depending on this parent's mind, who's going to come first. Mm. If I don't want to hug you, if I've never hugged you in my life and that's just a weird change for me, you don't know where it sits right with you, you're not going to do it. Okay. But, but if it's I mean, said, at least I know said, that's how you, you know. feel. But now that you know, are you going to do it? If you don't, that's going to look some type of way. Well, I mean, that's open, but, I'm but saying, that's but I'm opening saying, the jar. Yes. But if I mean, like, obviously, if you uh, tell the kid, okay, like, that's not something I'm comfortable with, that's different if you're opening like that. But I'm saying if you just leave that as if you leave that jar open, what's going to happen? It's going to spoil uh, whatever's in it. Well, I mean, the jar isn't open until they actually do it. Exactly. I said to try to get the jar open is you tell me how you feel and what you feel you need. Now, if I'm saying, okay, hey, uh, you might come out. We, we don't do that. It's almost like we don't talk about our feelings. Yeah. You know, that's not our family. If this is that dad or mom yeah. was having this conversation, you want to be hugged. We don't do that. That's yeah. not the type of family we are. Yeah. We suppress our feelings and we get it done. Yeah. It's not about being happy. Yeah. You just need to achieve and get it done. Yeah. And they're saying, well, no, this is what I need. Yes. At that point, they've acknowledged to you and you know it's been said. Yes. But if they just never say anything, and I'm just telling you, achieve, 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 achieve. And you never say anything. you never say anything, then I, at that point, I may process, okay, you're just being defiant. You don't want to achieve because you just don't want to do it because I'm telling you to do it versus you're telling me, giving me feedback that. But I'm saying that either way if they have that mindset that's what they're gonna think they're still gonna think but i don't know but that's what until I'm you tell me how I'm, you feel that's i still what I'm don't know when you tell them how you feel that's gonna be exactly what's gonna happen you're gonna get that oh you're being defiant because they well, don't know not, you, you're saying, being defiant if you don't tell me you think so yeah if I'm you just saying, don't do it and don't tell me why you're not doing no, no, it no, 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 I'm saying if they approach you about how they feel and say, okay, I need this, I need that, this is making me uncomfortable, so on and so forth. And then the parent still the parents, wants to be stubborn. And the parent, the parent is like, oh, no, you just don't want to achieve. You're just saying that because. Oh, no, no, no. I'm saying they're saying that initially and until now, if you tell me afterwards that I need A, B, and C to help me do better or achieve. Or make me feel more comfortable, and I have to. The parent has to receive the information. Now, if they disregard it, then they're making that choice to be like, "Nah, I'm not going to do that." Yeah. I like to think and feel <laughs> that if this is a parent that's involved, and you telling me you need A, B, A, and B to do this to help you achieve, I'm going to make sure I add. A and B to help you achieve. Not be like, no, you just gonna do C. Because that's she did C, he did C, 
and they still achieve. Yeah, but I think that you can do C. But I think that's how most, most, not most parents, not even most parents, but that's how I've seen parents react and how I think mm. that some of it goes, and that's why you know you have these mentally ill children getting out of their house. <laughs> and they don't know how to get, navigate through their lives. <laughs> well, I mean, me. So let's change I, the narrative. <laughs> I, I want to change the narrative, and I want teens or individual children that feel comfortable with expressing, or even if they've acknowledged this is what I need to feel more comfortable, or feel like I'm inclusive, or feel like I'm loved to express. This is what I need. This is what, this I, is what feel I feel I like need. I need. I'm still going to get the extra, but if the communication is put out there and the parents know, now if they choose not to do it, I mean, it's on them, but still I'd rather know than go throughout my life not knowing. Yes, because then if you go throughout your life not knowing and you could have done something about it, you're going to feel pretty guilty about it, but also... Well, I mean, not even guilty, but I'm just saying you're gonna feel like, okay, why didn't they tell me? But also, you got to think that in some cases, it still ends up like this. Your parents not necessarily necessarily neglect you in that way, but they neglect you in a emotional sense that they don't give you what you need after you after you've expressed it. To come to the end, not to the end of the road, but come to a point in your adult life to be told something later that could have been corrected way back then yeah it's like why didn't you tell me that yeah that's all you needed i could have been giving you that yeah because i'm like i said i'm thinking i'm the type of parent that i would have done that yeah i didn't do it because that's normally not necessarily you didn't ask i didn't know that's what you wanted because that's not normally what i do yeah but I would have done it because it's parent. for you. Yeah, I'm your parent. And I know that's what you that's need. That's what I'm here to do. I'm here to provide. Yeah, to make sure I you... I wish that was the mindsets of every parent. I mean, I, I, I pray for that, that if you have children and you want the best for them, you're going to do whatever's necessary. To make sure that gets accomplished and not be so stuck in that I didn't do it and look at me, they don't need it and they can make it. Time, times change. Sure, uh, you you have the same DNA and you can persevere through it, but as a parent, my goal is to make it easier for you. Yeah. You can achieve more. And be distracted by all these extra things. Yes. That makes sense. So validate, but still communicate how you feel and what you need. Exactly. You know, teens, that's your takeaway. Yes. Okay, that was cool. That was cool. Um, uh, I have heard a lot of podcasts, and I like the fact that they do fact checks. Mm -hmm. Um. We have a lot of fact checking to do. Oh, definitely. So perhaps one of our future episodes will be completely reviewing our previous sixty shows. Yes. And doing a little fact checking, or, or just going back to them. It's almost like a review. Yes. 
Um, so that's what we'll do. Seeing um, if anything has changed as well. Yeah, yes, that's good. That's good. Let's see reflection. If reflection. Sixty episodes of reflection. Guys, we've been doing this for like half the year now. Yeah, yeah. We started what March and this March is 19th. October. And it's uh, October. We that will be almost seven months. Yes. Uh, about to have a baby. You about to deliver. Oh God. Yeah. <laughs> Bad analogy. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> All right, we'll continue to and another note. This just hit me too. We was talking about last episode. We were talking about patronizing. Yes. And you went all negative. Yes. And at the end of our show, what did we say? Check out our Patreon page. Yeah. Stop! That's <laughs> I had to look it up. I learned that a Patreon is someone that supports your business. Okay. But I thought we were talking about patronizing, and I was like, patronize? Like, but there's patronize? a whole website designed it's for people to support. support. Okay, well, yeah, I was just, I'm sorry. I thought I, about that. I was like, it's called end of the show. Connotations. Connotations. See, you're looking at the wrong camera. There is no camera over oh, there. Oh, no, look, look at that camera. I'm look at that one. I'm just talking. It's probably going to cut off by now. That's funny. Yeah, so that was interesting. But yeah, check out our Patreon page our website and um youtube um all the social platforms out there where you can listen to our podcast go to them download subscribe iHeartRadio, radio um afm uh, spotify um any other platform where you can think of stitcher breaker um it's a lot of them out there if we're on it subscribe yes go ahead the more you subscribe the better it helps us as we move forward into the end of 2020 yes and get our merchandise year. out there so, oh yeah yeah do that and be safe we'll holler at y'all later peace <laughs>